Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Silver and Sensational. I'm your producer and co-host, Jessica Lynn Verdi, and I am on the side chassis of the motorcycle ride that is being helmed by Lois Mills, your host. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everyone. It is I, the Lois and Jessica. I don't think you are old enough to remember this, but PBS used to have a cooking show called Two Fat Ladies. And they, they had the sidecar for the motorcycle and, you know, they had the hats on. I mean, the whole nine yards. Oh, how and I love them. I love them. Anyway, um, I've got some chassis girl. Yes. Okay. Yes, you sure, you sure do. And, you know, I think it's <laughs> apropos that you talk about the two fat ladies because, boy, do I feel like a fat lady going into the new year, which is kind of why I wanted us to do this episode talking about yeah. New Year's resolutions. Lois, this is this is when the diet pills show up and, you know, gym memberships, all that. Uh, but we do want to let you know, If you're watching us on YouTube, please do us a favor before we get into it, hit like, click subscribe, and ring that little notification bell so you get notified whenever an episode goes live, which is typically on Friday. So, uh, Lois, ugh, the new year. Yes. So we get wonderful emails from our viewers and listeners all throughout the year. Um, I think season two has been a a really wonderful um, opportunity for our listeners to be engaged. And one of the emails we got, I felt slotted in really well with talking about New Year resolutions. And okay. so I'm going to read that to you now. The question's from sure. Zoe B, who writes, Hi, Lo. My husband has been on a diet for the last few months and has lost over 10 pounds. I'm, I'm That's good. Good for him. I'm proud of him, but I'm also jealous. I'd like to lose at least 10 pounds myself, but can't find the motivation It'd be easier to just eat what he's eating, but I'm a vegetarian and a lot of his diet meals have meat in them. Ah. In general, I've been finding it hard to lose weight and watching him lose it so easily is discouraging me. Any advice you have, I'll take it. Sincerely, Jealous and Jiggly. (laughs) I love it. Oh, I know this one. And I understand your frustration. When I had a significant other, we... Both went on the same diet. Ooh. He lost three pounds. I lost one. He lost two pounds. I gained the one back. He lost another two pounds. What can I say? You found it. You know, <laughs> I I found it, exactly. <laughs> I, got, I have to tell you. I am not a scientist. I'm not a biologist. I'm none of these things. I don't know why men seem to take off weight easier than women. Mm. Now, I'm sure there's some scientific uh, explanation, which you're not going to get from me. Mm. But uh, it is frustrating, and I completely understand it. Interestingly enough, it comes in later in the show when you're asking for motivation. Oh, good. Yes, I'm going to give you a little prelude. You really need to know what it is about losing the 10 pounds that is your real motivation. Do you want to be healthier? Do you want to photograph better? Do you want Hmm. uh, to fit into a dress you haven't fit in? That's where you have to zero in is on what's the real reason you want to do it. And keeping that goal in mind sometimes helps with the motivation. And 
being that you're a vegetarian, you know, I can't tell you what diet to follow. But generally speaking, if you're trying to lose weight, you really need to feel full. And the way to feel full with vegetables is to make sure there's a lot of them. You know, yeah, don't wow. don't pick around with, you know, a couple lettuce leaves. I don't know what you are doing for protein. You know, I know beans are high in carbohydrate, but they're also, you know, I, I will tell you that um, before I started Silver and Sensational, I wanted to lose 10 pounds, which I had not been able to do before. And I, I ran into three friends, not at the same time, one guy, two gals, and they really slimmed down. But they got lean. It wasn't just the the pounds. Because one of my friends has always been lean. And so they each did the same thing. They really eliminated meat and poultry. Well, meat and all together. Sure. And so what I did to satisfy my own way of eating is I ate a lot of vegetables, supplemented eggs and cheese, and fish. Oh. And it took about two and a half months and I took off the 10 pounds. Wow. Drank a lot of water, you know, which I always do. But yeah, so I can offer that as a suggestion and wish you lots of luck. But most important is what do you really want to accomplish by losing the 10 pounds? Obviously, when you lose the 10 pounds, you feel accomplished. But what is the real reason? That's all I can give to you. I hope it helps. And thank you so much for sending us your question. Yes, thank you, Zoe. Thank you, Jealous and Jiggly. I can relate to, um, especially being a vegetarian, it, it, you definitely have to choose to not eat the carbohydrates or choose choose them precariously. Uh, Lois, this... Yes. I, Happy New Year. We've almost known each other a full year. And I have a lot of varying opinions on the efficacy of resolutions. Should we do them? And I want to know where you're coming from when it comes to New Year's resolutions. Is this something you practice? Yeah. I have not practiced in a number of years. Mm. I think because I too have found that I have failed in keeping them and also feel that it may be traditional, but there's no magic about January 1st. You know, for me, I always feel right after Labor Day, it might be going because getting used to going back to school, that that's usually my motivation to start new projects, to think of new things. So I'm more the September person than the January person. So you are, you do like a resolution. You just maybe don't do the January 1st resolution. Not not necessarily so, but I may choose to, I'm going to think about things and I, I think, um, I may do, do it this year because there are some things I want to see changed in my life, and it's a good time to start. So, you know, as an old gym rat, you know, I've got to say the gyms are teeming with people all January. Yes. Oh, my word. They are there in in mass. You can't get a machine. You can't get your weights. It's, it's really something. In diet programs, are they getting calls or are they getting calls? I mean, 
you name it. And smokers going through drawers looking for smoking paraphernalia to toss in the trash. Wow. So, yes. yes, it's, you know, it's the time of year to turn over a new leaf. That's part of the tradition after the ball drops in Times Square and the next morning arrives, some of us <laughs> with hangovers, some not, some of us sitting in front of the tube watching football games. It is a cyclical marker of time during which we take inventory and reevaluate our lives. Now, I happen personally, as I said a couple seconds ago, I'm reevaluating my life now. And so I may be doing something this New Year's. And, and I'm glad I did the research for this because maybe with some of the suggestions that I have found, maybe this year I could be successful. Well, I think that's a good point that um, I always feel like if I haven't made the resolution before January 1st, I, well, what's the point? Cause I didn't start January 1st. So now is the time to start thinking about it. It's time to think about it. And uh, as an example, if you're going to give up eating sweets, you may want to do the last hurrah now. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And we, I think we are doing a lot of last hurrahs at the moment. You know, so sure. I would definitely say that. So this year, after researching why most of the resolutions fail, mm. I found a study. So this will make us all feel good that about 64% of people abandon their New Year's resolution within a month. So wow. it's almost as much a tradition of abandoning this resolution in February as it is in making it in January. Good Lord. Yeah. I, you know, as I say, I, I've kind of given up on the New Year's resolution because, I, you know, I, I, I experienced, I had a lot of failures and I was part of that 64%. I don't even know that I lasted through February. It, I, I would be interested to know how many people quit day two, especially when it's like smoking or something like that, oh, like how hard that must be. <laughs> oh, I actually, so I, I said to my boyfriend who I was conscious was a smoker. I smoked for 12 years, Lois. I, I love smoking. Um, I and do the, too. And the only reason I am not a smoker now is because the antidepressant that I was prescribed six or seven years ago was Chantix. It was, it's, it's Wellbutrin and Chantix and it, and the side effect was not wanting to smoke. I told him, I said, I'm not living with you. I am not going to continue dating a smoker. And so you have until January 1st. I'm sounding way more hyperbolic in this setting, to be fair. And we were, we were very gentle with each other when we were talking about this. But he successfully quit. And thank goodness, because it really became nauseating after a while making out with the smoker. <laughs> Oh, so one of the things we need to do, and it's important, is think about how we're going to do it and not just about what. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the thought of change can be very exciting, but we need some structure in order to make it last. So we need to map out 
What is it going to take, especially if your goal is specific, like Zoe's losing 10 pounds? That can be challenging because what if the results aren't immediate? So one of the things we need to do is also realize how long the goals will take. Goals take time. Being realistic. And you know, I feel like this is the personal version of setting career goals, of setting life goals, right? People who write down their goals achieve them more often than people that just have them in their brain. And you're even more successful when you write out the short term, when you write out the long term, the midterm goals. And so knowing if you, let's say it is 10 pounds, one month may go by and you're only losing three pounds and you may not see the change and you have to be aware I, you know, I am guilty of wanting that one pill or that one thing that will help me drop 10 pounds in a week, you know? Well, you're, you're very smart to, un, uh, you know, to understand that you have to determine if it's a short or a long-term goal. If there's clarity, you have a more realistic expectation. For instance, long-term goals can be broken up into shorter segments so you can see success. Wow. We'll get back to goals in a second. But the next, I think, really important thing, and I'm saying these are really important because I never stopped to think about any of this stuff. But it's clicking for you, which is why we're it's sharing. It's clicking for me because I can see that I didn't do any of these things. It's just, oh, I'm going to do this, this, this. You know, I'm going to get out and, and run in the morning. And then the first sure. time it rained, well, I can't run in the rain. <laughs> and then the second day, well, I didn't run yesterday. And I'm kind of, you know, all the excuses. So therefore, we need to re-examine why we haven't been successful before. And so without examining where we're resistant to change, the cycle of resolve, relapse, repeat, continues year after year. Mm. And that's a quote from Brit Frank. It is so true without examining where we are resistant to change. We just kept repeating what we've done in the past. Wow. So this takes a bit of thinking, you know, a, a lot of self-reflection. I suggest looking at your belly button while you're doing it so that you're not distracted. <laughs> Personally, I'm an innie. <laughs> one of my favorite expressions of yours, Lois. <laughs> you're contemplating your belly button, contemplate your goals and your failures. Well, what, why have I failed in changing? What is it about change that is holding me back from doing it? Lois, it, you, you have even been saying this for the past five minutes and it didn't click for me right now because I am super unsuccessful in a couple big changes in my life right now. And I am not examining why. I'm just feeling sorry for myself. See what I'm saying? Exactly. It, 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 I mean, when I was doing this research, I said, Jesus, now I, when I really wanted to do something, I didn't let anything stand in the way. Right. I, I'm just giving the 10 pounds as an example. Sure. I can't tell you how long I tried to lose even five pounds. And once I put my mind to it, I didn't even have a little dried cranberry. I think that's where I'm frustrated with certain parts of myself though is, and, and maybe you'll bring this up later, is I'm frustrated with why am I not 
full bore into this? Why am I not, why haven't I set my mind on this? Like you said, and there's probably more at play. Of course there is, you know, uh, for some of us, maybe having real success would cause us to lose something else in our lives. So we really need to look at our fears wow. because our fears are what are stopping us from changing. I think that's an important thing you said there because we yeah. we need to examine what it is that's stopping us from change because we want to change. But boy, are there so many reasons we are afraid of it. Um, there's a great author, Jen Sincero, who wrote You Are a Badass. And one of the parts of her book, which I recommend to you, I re-recommend it to myself, is find the point at which you stop. Some people stop right before they begin. Some people stop right before they're about to finish. Some people stop right before they need to pitch it to somebody. Whatever these and there's there's mental reasons she encourages you to look at why but the advice that i think is particularly helpful is once you've realized oh you know like for me i stop right before i'm about to be successful for whatever fear reason build in little things that keep you from stopping yes. build an accountability buddy email somebody in two weeks i'm going to have this proposal to you so you have to follow through uh, basically fail safes that push you past the moment you stop. Which brings me to another suggestion. We need to have a backup plan mm. for our goals. What are you gonna do when you are feeling bored or feeling down and are tempted to eat or drink? What is your backup plan if your resolution is to diet or to cut back or even give up drinking? There's got, you have to backup plan or you know, when the weather's unpleasant, you said you were going to walk three or four miles a day. Now the weather's unpleasant. Now, this has been one thing of mine, and because this is what I want to do. Uh, I have resisted walking a great deal outside because, frankly, for the world to know, Los Angeles isn't what it used to be. Right, right. And so I fear being out on the street. I understand that, I, yes. I am using... At night, I go around with, you know, my flashlight, which is also a, a little stun gun. And during the day, I have pepper spray. But I, I need to get in my head that the benefits of walking and being outside and especially taking my little dog for her walk should be greater than my fear of something. A statistic, let's say. Yeah. Or but, an anecdote, <laughs> which, you know, Lois, you're no stranger to this. Um, and we talked about this in the episode, you know, getting to know low, you've, you've been on your own, you've walked alone women. It is a, it is a scary world, no matter what age, what you look like for most people and then tack on being a woman. So I think those are justifiable fears. Oh, I, I feel justified in the fears. I mean, prior to COVID when Los Angeles was different than what it is now, you know, I walked four miles a day and, it, you know, never, I mean, I was aware, don't miss something, but I didn't have pepper right. spray or anything with me. So I thought about it and I said, well, you can go three quarters of a mile and use a treadmill. And so when the weather's inclement, which I guess we're expecting in El Nino this year, uh, that is what you're going to do. So apparently also you can realize more success setting positive goals. We're going to be doing something instead of avoiding something. This is one I'm not 100% sold on. 
interesting. And, yeah, well, see, I tried to equate it with smoking. Right. So you're telling me chew a gum, right? Or go on a walk rather than like, what do you do when you're feeling that craving? I, I guess I could see the logic of having something to fill the void. I don't know. Well, it's yeah, but like that's actually, that's very hard, especially with smoking, which a lot of us have struggled with. Like, I don't want to smoke. Let's just say that's the goal. I want to chew on celery instead. That's a harder goal to tell me. Yes. <laughs> I'm just not sure. I understand about that. that. So I'm throwing it out there yes. because maybe for other people, it sings to them, but it doesn't sing to me. But what did sing to me, which I had not heard of, is something called the SMART method. Ooh. And SMART is an acronym for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Realistic, and Time-Bound. S-M-A-R-T. Interesting. So specific. You're going to identify a specific goal. For purposes of setting an example here, it'll be I want to quit smoking. Okay, great. Which, by the way, as someone who smoked for a number of years and who struggled 13 times to quit smoking. Wow. I am paying the penalty health-wise now. So I'm not somebody, you know, that, you know, goes, oh, oh I can't. No, I don't do that. I can only beg you to give up smoking sooner rather than later. Because the price I'm paying is health-wise is way too great wow. when I think about, but I mean, I love to smoke. It was, uh, anyway, it's the end of my lecturing, but please think, think about that one. So, so the specific is that I want to give up smoking and the measurable is you put a number on your goal. You're going to smoke three times this week. Uh, you're going to smoke less cigarettes per day. You need a measurable way to track your progress. And this is a case, especially if, if you're using this as an example, but if it's going to be your resolution, use all of the methods out there that are helpful in quitting smoking. Mm. Okay. If, if it's the patch, if it's, I don't even know what's out there anymore because it's been a number of years since I quit smoking, you know, get the help. You, you know, you don't need to go cold turkey if you think that's not going to last. So think about doing that. So you need, it needs to have a number on the goal. Sure. And then attainable. You need to have a reality check. You know, is cold, is cold turkey practical for you? Or mm. are you someone who would do better quitting gradually? Again, that goes back to contemplating your belly button, you've got to know what kind of person you are. Sure. Are, are you somebody that, you know, have you, think about what's, what you've done in your life. Have you just put your toe in the water, then your ankle, or did you just jump right in the water? Mm, that's so good. Yeah. And then lastly, it's time bound. So you need to know when you're going to reach your final goal. When is your time for that? And wow. if you celebrate each step along the way, as we said, if it's, you know, a longer term goal, you can break it up in smaller steps. So to me, a longer term goal is somebody that wants to lose 10 pounds. You can't do this overnight. 
Uh, if you want to quit smoking, you can't do that overnight. Or if you go cold turkey, what is your backup plan the first time you go to pick up that telephone and you're used to doing this? Or some stress comes into your life and you look for the cigarette. Or you're having a you drink to, with somebody. So let's go back to having that backup plan. So wow. it all, you know, one thing sort of rolls into another. So the way we can really help ourselves is to use our value system as a guide for motivation. So remember why, we're going to go back to the first thing, why you want that resolution to begin with. I had my why for losing the weight was because I knew I would be doing a photo shoot and I didn't want to have the additional 10 pounds on top of the cameras. 10 pounds. I 10 pounds. Right. So that was my motivation. Ah. Maybe if you're losing weight or giving up smoking, you know, maybe it's health. That's your value driving you there. Remember that when you're trying to diet or or quit smoking, you know, the if, if health is your value, it, it depends. So you've got lots of things to be thinking about. And what I'm going to be doing between now and New Year's is for me, it's better to journal mm. because I want it down in black and white. And I want to put my thoughts down as to, you know, my, my goals, my motivation, how I'm going to do it, what my expectations are. And I want to be able to go back and review it, maybe adjust it, Wow. Uh, do what I need to do so that by the time New Year's rolls around, I, I have a plan that I believe is going to work. And the one thing that I didn't see on this list is if you fail, you just didn't do what you thought you were going to do. Go back, in my opinion, what I would do if I fail at what my goal is, I would go back, re-review, why am I failing? What part of changing is making me not accomplish what I want to accomplish? Or what is my re real motivation? Or whatever it is, Yes, maybe for some of us, we're finding January 1 to be the magical date. But again, if it doesn't work out for you, what do you care if it's February 12th? Right. Don't throw the towel in. And on that note, I am out here to wish every single one of you the most wonderful, healthy, help, and happy New Year. And I can't thank you enough for supporting Jessica and I in this endeavor. And uh, Jessica, this has been a wonderful year knowing you. And I am so very happy that you are in my life. And I appreciate it. And I want only the best. Everything I would want for myself, I want for you. And it should all happen in this new year. Well, the feeling is more than mutual. I, I feel like I've known you for quite some time. And that's really, uh, that feels like a special relationship to me. And one of the, the beautiful things about our relationship, I think, Lois, is our ability to um, share ideas, uh, be be excited about each other's ideas, not be afraid to say, oh, I don't know if I agree. You know, we, we have a really lovely 
um, exemplary relationship, I think, yeah. and one yep. I value. And we value oh, you, too. our viewers and our listeners so much. We'll have one more episode before we take a small little break for the holidays um, where we want to hear from you, some of your favorite silver and sensational moments so far, things that you've learned from us, how you incorporate us into your week, um, and things that you want us to talk about next year too. So we'll just kind of have like a wrap up and kind of a little bit of a celebration of Silver and Sensational. We really think that this is an important program. We can't do this show without your support. Um, there's a couple ways you can help us out is currently by like, uh, you can follow us on Silver and Sensational at uh, Instagram and Facebook. You can email us your questions or just votes of support. And if they're on YouTube right now, Lois, how could they support us? Well, again, for those of you who may be tuning in for the first time, please subscribe. It, it doesn't cost anything. No one's going to bug you, but you surely help us if you do. And then you hit like and do share. Share us with your family and friends. Hey, this is this is the holiday season. You should be sharing. So share us and hit the little notification bell so it lets you so YouTube lets you know when we're dropping a new episode, which happens to be every Friday, and then you can watch it from there. But maybe you'd want to watch us right away. Anyway, my friends, um, thank you again and again and again. We look forward to all good things for everybody. And Jessica, I say, my dear, au revoir. Au revoir. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everyone. Bye.